Welcome back to the FMF State of Mind podcast, everybody. It's your host, Antonio. As always, we're back. I got my co-host, Ness, with me. Ness, how you been, man? Uh, Kind of a sad night. It's not kind of. It is a sad night. The it fact that we couldn't night. even make Legia for the second season in a row. It's uh, it's kind of shitty other than that. It was a great well, no, display. We, we, we yeah. did make it last time. Well, we yeah, we, no, I'm saying, but consecutively. I know we made it quarterfinals last time, but just consecutively. We haven't... We have made like oh, yeah, yeah, two yeah. seasons and like back to back, and since Almeida was still coach, so it just oh, sucks. Yeah. You know, we had that slump, and I thought this was kind of be a resurgence. Even if we're not playing our best, we at least be able to make league. Yeah, but we weren't even able to do that. But hey, the Rebachajes were entertaining for that first half. I was glued to the screen and I watched the ending of Leon and Toluca, and goddamn, that was such a good fucking game. How about you? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, yeah, like uh, if you, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that me and S are Chivas fans, so it's not a good night <laughs> by any means. But nah, like you said, um, the wild card games, the repechaje games, they are. I mean, like stylistically for the league as a whole, I wouldn't have made that change. But hey, man, as a fan, you can't get much better than this. These games are fucking exactly intense. Yeah. One leg penalties after. <laughs> Uh, you know, if it goes to a draw, which is what happened in Leon versus Toluca, and I agree with you, that was an amazing game. So, yeah, man, I mean, as a fan, I cannot complain. These are fantastic games to watch. Really entertaining, man. Like, Super like, entertaining. I, I, yeah, bro, like, like, it's like, this is the epitome of, like, intensity, fucking doing cocaine off of a motorcycle, jumping off a plane type shit. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. While playing in the middle of a game of hockey, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, this This is what it was made for. So, hey, get your get your TV revenue up, Liga Mekis. We're going to keep tuning into these type of yeah, things. Yeah, that's real but, talk. They should just do this to Liga. Just make it a one-leg playoff and then have it go straight to the bro, I've been, <laughs> I've been wanting. I've been wanting that for so long. I know a lot and of purists would hate it, but honestly, it'd yeah. be so fucking entertaining. I can't lie. At the very least, they should make the final one leg, like the Champions League, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just that, one, at the one very least, they that. should. Yeah, I agree with that. But, hey, we'll, we'll see if that comes on later. But as the repechaje is now over, we now have the eight teams that are going into the Liga Mekis playoffs. One of them will be the champion at the end of the season. Y'all know how it works. Yeah. And uh, I'll just list them off real quick. The top four got straight in. Cruz Azul América Puebla. Dark Horse and Monterrey. And then the four teams that qualified via the wild card, Santos, Atlas, somehow, Pachuca, and Toluca. So those are the eight teams. We know who's going against who. So me and Ness are bringing to you, since we're bitter Chivas fans, we're going to tell you why all of these eight teams won't win the title. I know one of them has to, but we're going to give you reasons why all of them won't. Yes, we're going to give reasons, and it's going to be very bitter reasons. Some of them may not be rooted in logic, but we're Chivas fans, so when has anything we've ever done been rooted in logic? It's a lot more interesting than talking about what these teams do well. Because, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, everybody, everybody knows, knows that. Yeah, everybody they knows Memo's well. a good yeah. keeper. Everybody knows They're in the playoffs Azul has a, a deadly attack. Everybody knows yeah. Puebla, uh, and Ormeño, and the work he's doing as striker. You don't want to hear anything about that. You want to hear about the third-team Bolivian right-back that plays for Puebla? That's a weakness that nobody else knows about yeah we're, we're gonna give you those reasons that no one no one else talks about okay because as good as these teams are to get into the playoffs they all have weak points and we're gonna exploit them and point them out for you and you guys may even see them play out in the league you probably will some of them at the very least yeah exactly but, so yeah man let's just get started man 
with this uh, consider this your Liguilla preview you guys but let's get started you want to go top to bottom or bottom to top let's go bottom to top because it'll just get better because the bottom is what we just ended up seeing so the bottom yeah off. you're right the bottom is just ended up seeing and the bottom is the 11th seed that snuck in um and that's Toluca so we saw that game against Leon it was intense they won in penalties very good uh, penalties taken by Toluca but I mean I'll get the ball rolling um, Toluca really disappointed me throughout the season they started off really hot they started off I think um, in their first six games they only lost once four wins yep. in that stretch too so they were they were coming off hot the return of Hernan Cristante as coach you know motivated them but then they 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 fell off they went into a slump they lost their last three matches before the repechaje and they just looked average, painfully average after starting off so good. And but I think the main reason they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything special is because of their leaky ass defense. Jesus Christ. They scored the most goals out of any playoff team, twenty six, but they also conceded the second most. And barely qualified. Let's you know the goal differential was just was very, exactly. very small. Exactly. They qualified with twenty two points. That's one point above teams that didn't qualify. So that lets you know. Uh, yeah, six wins, four draws, seven losses, more losses than wins. Like I said, 24 goals conceded. I mean, hey, you know the old saying, defense wins championships. And you don't need to have the best defense, but you certainly can't have the second worst. So for that reason, I'm out, Luca. You're not, you're not going to go far. Exactly, and I, I agree 100% with the points that you're bringing up. Not only that, but they literally had the game secured on a 2-1, and it was, you know, the last 10 minutes, and obviously you should be packing the box and making sure your CDM's dropping, that your midfielders are dropping as well to help out, so that way there's no shots taken from outside the box. There was nobody outside the box to, to be able to catch the golazo that was made by um what's his name again yeah Milan Breeze. and it was a goal 18 years old get the kid that, that goal is probably i know it's repacha is weird it doesn't really come for like yeah that might be the the best goal for as far as the ending of this tournament or the whole tournament oh, as yeah. a whole like that's that that thing was like <laughs> my fucking jaw dropped and the fact that there wasn't a defender within 15 yards of him and everybody was squished up in the box by the goalposts really caught me off guard especially when you know they had the victory kind of secured at that point i don't know if that's on coaching or if that's on the players you know it's kind of one and the same at this point but they mm-hmm. do look very shaky especially their goalkeeper who is their goalkeeper by the way luis garcia luis garcia no. and yeah. he He's shaky, man. It's not only this game, but you've seen it against other teams like Pumas and the other games. There's been games in the middle of the year where they didn't need to, they didn't have to win. Like there was, there was that game against Pumas where you know the officiating was just horrible, and they ended up winning off technicalities when they shouldn't yeah. have, and a goal that you know was potentially I think offsides by Pumas should have been allowed, and they, they shouldn't have been able to win the game. But when they see out, they got really, really lucky throughout a few of the games this year, and you saw it, and it was really evident at the end of I this mean, game because Leon just kind of took advantage of them in the last 20 minutes and were having their way with them. You remember the the four four thriller that they had against Puebla? Yeah, I mean, no that that was that was one of the wildest games of the year. I mean, you that really was the think epitome of Toluca. Like, yeah, they exactly. score, But they also suck at keeping their lead. Exactly, and they do have the current league leading goal scorer for the whole tournament. So that's something right. to take a, uh, keep an eye eye out for as well. You know, there's a reason they are in here. But I don't trust that shaky, leaky as defense and that leaky as goalkeeper. I think they made the wrong move by 
trading Talavera and getting him out of the paint and training him for Saldivar. You don't even see Saldivar starting, which I don't think Saldivar is that good anyway. I think Talavera would have right. been the better keeper, and I think they would have secured a better place in Ligia or had a better matchup if Talavera was goalkeeper. But I don't think they would have been top four, but they would have been like top six, seven, you know, because he's just that good. Yeah, in the game today against Leon, like I, I noticed it right away. They scored, you know, when they scored the second goal, really good goal too. But once they scored it, you know, it was early on in the second half, so it was about minute 60. And then they immediately started, like you said, they thought they secured the win, and they started kind of, kind of not attacking anymore. And and Leon was coming at them. I mean, Angel Bena missed a sitter, uh, another another shot. You know, Luis Garcia did did manage to block one. Another one, a uh, Toluca defender managed to get it off the line. Like, Leon was coming in like strong. And I I knew. I, I think I even said it out loud while watching the game. I was like, Toluca needs to do something because Leon is going to score. There was 20 minutes left in the game. They're going to score one way or another with all these chances. Yeah, that they're, I, that they're, and, that and they're if you looked at it, they were the most talented happened. team. And I don't even know how they got down 2-0, but that's, that's a whole other thing. I know they haven't been playing that well, and I know they lost their, one of their best midfielders. They sold him off. And uh, just it's just really unfortunate. And it's it, it's a team that, you know, you want to see Nacho Ambris at least play with them a little bit longer. But it's like, damn, to be one and done. And like, Repachaje, it's like, damn, that shit's bogus as hell. Hey, don't worry about Nacho though. He's going to Tigres. That that he's, decision's already made. Is, is, that's already made. He's not going to Chivas. There's no hope there. There's no hope there. I think he's going to Tigres, man. I think he's taking I that move. I can see move. it. Oh, so are we getting Tuca then? Is Chivas getting Tuca? Oh, I hope not. But <laughs> Molina's a the, guaranteed starter, boy. How much you want? Oh, I don't want that, man. <laughs> I'm doing it on the oh. bench, and we're bringing in French and Belgian players again. We're keep we're bringing it like the late ninth, uh, early 1900s. Like oh damn, yeah, bro. Tuca <laughs> would be the one to break the fucking hundred year yeah, Mexican player tradition. And then they'd be like, "Well, it's been a tradition." You'd be like, "Well, I'm, I'm Brazilian. What does that What does that say?" He's not being coached by a Mexican. They'd be like, "Oh, he's got a point." He's like, <laughs> "To he, the he end, he'll be like, he has a point." He, he'd be screaming to Ricardo Pelaz, "I brought Gignac. I brought Tovan." Yeah, now, exactly. Give me. Uh, who's another let me bring company from belgium <laughs> <laughs> let me bring hatem ben arfa yeah Jesus. oh my god it's throwback you know what's funny part i was just thinking about him and ben yetter today i'm like dude what the hell where'd they go <laughs> with some ben yeah 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 bro ben arfa is one of the most talented players i've ever seen yeah he is that dude for it. nah i just you see a lot of players in the premier league like that though like it can either be Ben Arfa, you can be Jamie Vardy. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> you can't yeah, yeah. like either. Either you can do that shit and pull it off and be drinking four locos before a game, or you can't. Like, there's no in between for that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he couldn't. I don't even know where he's playing right now. No, Let I us don't know. know either. But yeah, moving forward with the playoff teams now, we've talked about the Luca. The second uh, from the bottom is. You want to do rankings? You want to do rankings on how far there you think they're gonna go? Uh, each team. Yeah. I think I think the Luca. Um, you know what? I can I can actually see them surprise Cruz Azul because it's Cruz Azul. Yeah. But they're not getting past the semis. I don't I don't think they can make it past that Cruz Azul defense though. And I think Cruz right. Azul all around is a better squad than Toluca would be. I'm not You're saying right. because th- this is Legia, anything can happen. Cruz Azul is, well, will botch the the games, but they'll botch they'll it botch later it on. Point. Yeah, like I'm talking about like semis, like the final, like they'll botch it in those right. two games. But I think they're clutch getting up to that point. Uh, yeah, I could see that. So moving on to Pachuca now, we just saw them play against Chivas. Um, holy shit! Uh, so he, I have one main reason why they won't win the, win this tournament. They are frauds. <laughs> they are what Pumas were last season. 
Okay? You saw how Pumas made it all the way to the final. They did that big comeback against Cruz Azul because of the curse. And now yeah, they're really nowhere was. to be found um, in the in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Didn't even... Exactly. Yep. Uh, so, I think that's what Pachuca is merely because, guys, okay, look at the stat sheet, okay? It took them nine games to win a game. It took them nine tries. In their first nine games, they did not win once. <laughs> and then... They went on a little bit of a run, three wins, then they then a draw and a loss, and then three straight wins to end the season, and then obviously the win today against Chivas. It's a good little streak that they got, but I'm sorry. You didn't win in your first nine games? There's a problem there. And, I mean, credit to the board of directors for sticking with Bezzolano, their coach, because a lot, and I mean probably every single other Liga Mexican team would have cut him right then and there, you know what I'm saying? Would have given him the axe. He's still there somehow. But, yeah, man. I mean, I, I the streak is going to end eventually. And I think it's going to end with America in the quarterfinals. Yeah, America is going to be really fucked with. And that's what a lot of Pachuca supporters are underestimating. Like, you're going against America. Like, it's probably the biggest threat to win the playoffs. And as a Chivas fan, that pains to say that. But they've been phenomenal right. under Salati. Whenever it comes to stuff that isn't CONCACAF or any other uh, CONCACAF uh, related or anything along those lines of his league MX, they've been fucking solid, man. And I've been trying to look for any kind of weak points on America, but it's tough. When in comparison with Pachuca, Pachuca have way more weak points. They're younger. They're yeah. more inexperienced. They have the likes of Pocho Guzman, which sounded, which felt weird against playing against Chivas because we bought him. And then that whole scandal <laughs> ended up happening That's with the PEDs yeah. and... He was playing against us, and it's like, man, I thought you were, I thought you were part of the team, man. It just like it sucked to see him like celebrating and, with the Pachuca players. Yeah, and now he's kind of in and out of the squad. You don't really see him starting. No, anymore. he's not. Uh, he's not dominating like he was before. Like he made his move to Chivas. You remember he had that five goal game, right? And all those yeah. other games, it's like he's not. He's not as good, you know. But he was De on La, the road to yeah. Europe. I'm not even yeah. lying. I feel like the the, the main stri- the main person for them, even just in attacking in general, is De La Rosa. Obviously, he's a good striker. 21 years years old. He's fast mm-hmm. as fuck. Great youth player. Great youth player. And I think he led the yeah. he led the U17 and U20s. Yep. And then he still got the other the the other cadre for the U23s. You got Eric Aguirre, obviously back there as a right back and somebody that can come up and deliver a decent ball. And he's okay, but I think where they really fall flat is the midfield. Even if Pocho right. Guzman and Barado, it's like Barado, which is a fucking linebacker, by the way. He was just bullying Chivas oh, players yeah. left he and built, right all he night. Built, boy. He was hip checking everyone the whole night. But I don't trust uh, what is it called their defense, and I don't trust their midfield. I think you know they're gonna do well on the counter no matter what, and they really established that against Chivas and set plays. They fucking murdered us. I don't know if Murillo's just that good as a defender with a header, or if Chivas are just that bad with set plays because we always get scored on with set plays and. I don't know if Rogodino would have been able to do anything better than Tonio Rodriguez did to try to stop any of those balls. I don't think so. I, I don't really blame yeah. Tonio for the goals no. tonight. But I think if you put that matchup against America, America, are, first of all, they're going to have more possession of the ball throughout mm-hmm. the majority of the night. They're going to be the more aggressive team. 
they have probably the best CDM <laughs> left in Liga MX in the best Liga right now. Best two Sanchez CDMs at that. Aquino. Yeah, so it's 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 it, it gets real tough for Pachuca, especially on the counter, to be able to do that. I mean, unless they don't recover, I can see Pachuca maybe doing one or two things. But Pachuca is going to be one of those teams that they take whatever you give them. They're not going to be out there searching for it. If it's there, they'll take the opportunity. But they're going to yeah. play pretty conservative. And if you take the game to them and get control, like Chivas did in the beginning, and they were pressing the shit out of them. They made adjustments at halftime, though. Came out and they exposed Chivas midfield, which was no nobody, and they just played it right down the middle. And they weren't trying to play it on the wings like they were earlier on because they realized that's where everybody was at. And Alexis Vega was making them pay. So as soon as they made those adjustments, you know, fucking Vucic just didn't know what to do. And they made them pay. But they're not going to be able to make those adjustments against a coach with European <laughs> competition experience like Solari. Like Solari's going to, I think, is going to have it figured out. And I think Pachuca, just, just in general, they're just going to fall. I wonder if, uh, hey man, he is Mexican at the end of the day. So I wonder if De La Rosa passed his... Uh his audition for Chivas, you know? Hey, yeah, hey, that's we, real hey. talk. Hey, hey we, I know we missed know. out on our menu, but you can still come through and try out. <laughs> you Let's go. Mean. Come on, De La Rosa, come through. Let's <laughs> see, it's hey. been fucking trash, man. Jesus Christ. He needs a little yeah. bit of fire under him, you yeah, know? Yeah, he A does. little competition. We just got to sell him off to Europe already. Get rid of Macias already, man. I'm tired of him. It's like he's one yeah, of those so things where you know De La Rosa. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway. That'd be nice. I mean, I think it costs too much, but that's just Pachuca in general. They're going to tax for their price. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to want yeah. a percentage we've, we've for the next sale you make on top of it. They're doing NFT yeah. sales where, you know, you always get a cut on it no matter what. <laughs> if it's sold 10 times, you still get a certain percentage cut on it. That's what Pachuca <laughs> does, but down the line, you know. I remember Porto was trying to sell uh, what well, they didn't want to get rid of Miguel. Uh, not, uh, yeah, uh, Miguel had up because they were just like, well, Hector. Da, da, da. Sorry, apologies. Not the mm-hmm. not the coach, the previous coach for American men's national team. But uh, Hector did it and they were just like, well, we want to get rid of him. He's, he's a really good player. It just costs too much because who do you have in the background lurking, trying to get a certain percentage off that next sale because they put it into the contracts. It's Pachuca, everyone. There's a reason he went on a free loan all the way to Atletico Madrid. He would have probably been able to go to a better destination that suited him. But there's too many hands in the cookie jar. So that's what ended up happening with him. But that's besides the point when it comes to them. I don't I don't I wouldn't see any player from Pachuca going to Chivas anytime soon, especially after the Pocho Guzman incidents. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some time to build back that trust now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I think we're both in agreement. Pachuca uh, clearly the favorite to leave in the quarterfinals. Yeah, you know? they are who we thought they team. were. We let him off the hook. <laughs> but, yeah. Moving on to Atlas. And, oh, my goodness. I don't even know how they're here, bro. I'm not a believer. It, it's a good little season they're having. But, um, you know, 25 points, seventh place. And, let's be honest, should be 22. Because yeah, <laughs> we got to go back to that whole America game. Yeah, no. That, that, that whole that controversy. Whole, no. That was, that was one of the worst officiated games, uh, along right with that Pumas and Toluca game that I think I saw all year. It was ridiculous. They were awarded was, the mm. three points for mm. Vinyas uh, not being registered that day. That and he so you know, he stupid. Was, he was he was on the bench, but he left before the game even kicked off. But, but you know, that they played the whole cleared. game. Atlas America won, but yeah. the league... Uh, 
gave the three points to It'd be different if it so, was like somebody like Sebastian or like Cordoba or something like that. It's like Vinius has been out of form this whole fucking season, man. It's like just. Right. He like, probably yeah, but, wasn't even going to play. Yeah, exactly. And it, fuck, it just gets to the whole thing. And it's one of the. I don't know. You, when you think of that, like obviously it's a professional organization. They should have it together. But when it comes to like stupid technicalities like that, you're like, all right, that's like that's really stupid, dude. Like, you know, even if, yeah, if you paid no attention to that, nobody would have paid attention to that. But they want to be rule rule divas and try to make it up because they probably thought that Atlas probably needed it because it was the you know I don't want to get into conspiracy theories but the whole leggy group you know what I mean uh, but you know I mean, that's, I'm that, gonna shut up that on that win. before I end up getting shot you know I'm gonna I'm shut up on that you know <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that win catapulted their run of form and that led them to avoid paying, you know, the exactly. big fines that, that all the teams at the bottom of the relegation table pay at the end of the it's year. It's just really weird how good their relegation. Yep, it was really weird how good their defense got after that game. Like I was looking at the separate breakdowns oh, for yeah. XG, and like on the opposite spectrum, they're talking about um, as well as Tigres and Atlas, and they were comparing both of them. Shout out to soccer nerds. They were just talking about how dramatically better Atlas's defense got, like after that certain point in the season, and how they really turned it around at the end, as opposed to Tigres. Who ended up getting worse? Oh yeah, their defense has been solid. They have a great goalkeeper in Camilo Vargas. He's, he's ah yeah, he's really good. So, uh, but even so, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not a believer, man. I I, I don't think Atlas has the capacity. No, who's gonna to go score for them? They're gonna try to grind it down and try to make a goal off a set piece. Or right. try to maybe open a play in the middle, but I don't see anybody being that creative for them. They'll be able to do too much damage to a team that's in Ligia that's already going to be set up for for a, for, an, for a better offense, put it that way. Right, they're going against Puebla, which makes for a very exciting game. Both of them, both of those teams are it does, but man, dark horses. Ormeño's going to open them up, man. I can already see it. I'm not a big fan of Atlas, you know. Yeah, me neither. The, the fact that whole situation also with. Uh, whole situation also with Renato Ibarra and you know having that whole domestic violence case they took him on anyway that started the whole the whole meme of Atlas you know getting criminals you know <laughs> but yeah exactly somebody yeah. was uh giving it's, uh, it's, give, giving America fans shit about it on the timeline I'm like yeah you're right and the America fan was like well if we're talking you know we've got to bring up Villapando and I'm like you know what man just I don't, don't want to have this conversation because <laughs> every team has been dealing with any of these scandals it's fucking ridiculous and it shouldn't be part of the game yeah, but yeah, not the biggest fan of Atlas, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say they bow out to Puebla in the quarterfinals. Yeah, as do I. I think they're piecing out too. But imagine if they did beat Puebla, it's Puebla, which would be that dark horse at that too. I think that'd be pretty ridiculous. I wouldn't say amazing because I'm a Chivas fan. Anything that Atlas does, I don't want to look at as amazing. I think of it as a <laughs> miracle, just because you know, just like they shouldn't have won, but they won. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Atlas, Atlas out first round, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think so. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a believer. I, I don't think they do. If Atlas and, like I said, this is, this is, this is the whole thing we're talking about. Why they won't win the, the league title, lads. The last time they won the league title, 1951. This was back when the league was filled with a bunch of part-time plumbers and farmers and, you know, milkmen and stuff like that. I mean, this is ancient times we're talking about. If Atlas wins the title this year, I'll sleep in a trash can for two nights. Hey, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't make bets like that when it's League MX. It's like that shit's gonna end up happening now. We gotta put going, something on the table, and, and we, I'm putting yeah, it exactly. In. And we gotta make a, a video of you in the in, in the trash can coming out like the raccoon, like no no tokes ni basura whenever they talk about Chivas. Oh man, 
I, I put it. I put it down. There you go, Atlas fans. There's your little cookie oh, for. Oh uh, fuck! Can you imagine wrong, that shit? Huh? That that has that has to be the soundbar. That's the title of the episode right there. It's that a, is. That is. We got the title on the thumbnail. <laughs> <What's that> <laughs> <up>? <laughs> oh no, no, no. fuck! It's not I really happen, hope they don't win, bro. I really... <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> He's gonna uh, put a trash can in your house and be like, "You didn't say where." <laughs> right, just put it in the bed like oh well here we go. <laughs> oh man. Oh god, that'd be the worst thing. Especially as a Chivas fan too. I don't want to see those fuckers succeed at all, man. They're little brothers for a reason. Yeah, wanna... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean we're we're unbiased but we but, but yeah, we're not. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like a medical Cruz Azul just sunning them any chance they get. It is because there there's a certain hierarchy to this, yeah, man, and this they can't upset. They can't man. exactly. They can't upset the flow of nature. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's that's heresy if they try to pull some bullshit like that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're both in agreement on there. Atlas out first round. Um, next we got fifth place Santos, who just decimated fucking Queretaro. Obliterated Queretaro. The fucking memes going on about Queretaro were the fucking most bogus this weekend. I was like, Jesus, they've had I mean, enough, man. Like, just stop kicking him. He's already like, you ever seen a fight in New York and somebody ends up on the floor and a guy just getting kicked in the head, and you hear like some yeah, random lady oof, in the background on the train that's that's a nurse and she just like, stop kicking him in the head. That's enough. And she's like, pull that dude off. <laughs> That's how I felt watching that game with Querétaro because it was and fucking I, bad. Yeah, and I think most people expected it too, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, nil, yeah, that's fuck, a little, yeah. o- that's no. a lot of overkill. I mean, they got Valencia on their defense, bro. Like, come on, like, what the fuck? Oh, man, I mean, <laughs> I mean hey, he, <laughs> Valencia's done at this point. Come on, wash man. season. They gave him the biggest check. Why does that always end up happening? Why do they go to love the boy? I'm a Man that, U fan, but yeah, no, hey, I damn. completely understand. But it's like Ronaldinho went there, he went there, a whole bunch of. Bunch of random ass people play for Canetro for no reason. I heard the area is fucking mean, beautiful out there though, man. Like, it's good marketing new for them. New construction, all these new houses and all this like nice shit yeah. out there. I'm like, damn. Oh yeah, Canetro is a city on the rise yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, that's what nice they're talking to about. Like top five place to live in Mexico right now. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Everybody's moving out there. That's, that's probably got something to do with it too. And yeah. it's good marketing for them. I mean, Antonio Valencia is a big name. It's a huge uh, name, dude. But on the field, it's not going to translate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, no, nah, yeah, Santos, so Santos, the main problem with this team, and so I know for the game against Querétaro, they got two pieces back in, like, Diego Valdez and Fernando Corriaran, who are two critical pe- pieces Huge that pieces. Huge part pieces. of the season. They did miss part of the season due to injuries, and that allowed a lot of the youth players to step up, and that's what got them to this point. Fifth place is nothing to sneeze at, but... No, at the same no. time, even with those two players back, the the starting eleven is really really young, and yeah, I it think is. It, it might I, I don't I don't know the the whole stats, but I think it might be the youngest like average age. Of it all probably teams. is, and honestly, I don't trust Acevedo as a uh, as goalkeeper. Let's keep it up. He's had a great season. He's but had he a is great part season, of that young young core that I'm talking he's, about. He's one of those goalkeepers where. It's any any given day it could be different depending on who he's playing. He could look fucking phenomenal and he can just have a game where he lets in four, you know, or five. And uh, I don't know if he's done that. I know he's let in three, maybe four. But I don't trust him back there. He's too small, man. It's like I want to believe in him. Uh, you know, yeah, people like Brian, hey, shout out to the yeah. Holy Flock, kind of talking about him being the future of the Mexico national team. I don't know. It's like you see his other keepers, like the one for Necaxa, you know, even Hugo Gonzalez for Monterrey and all these other goalkeepers. And I think it's more so headed that towards that direction. I don't trust him at goalkeeper, though, unfortunately. 
And uh, as far as their forwards, it's fucking stutter. They're stacked. They have the youth superstar, Eric Aguirre, and he is fucking amazing. He actually ended up scoring two goals on that uh, beating, on that whopping, not even beating, that fucking <laughs> that smackdown that was that game against yeah. Querétaro. And I know he's yeah, going to play well. Yeah, I'm a big well. fan of Aguirre. Yeah, as, as am I. But, you know, obviously they lost their right back to Gink, to the European uh, Belgian team. And... Obviously, he's a really, really good piece that they had, and they just did get those two pieces back. And Florian's a huge one that actually needed to get back. So I'm most optimistic about this team. It's pretty funny. The lower we go in the rankings, obviously they're fifth ranked. So we're gonna take them more seriously for the Ravachahe <laughs> game that they played and how good they did play. But I, 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 I do think who's their first round matchup against in, in the year? Who is that? Uh, Monterrey. It's Monterrey. I can see him upsetting Monterrey easily. I can see Monterrey dropping really? the ball. Yep, I can see well, him doing yeah. it. Because Monterrey has been happen. all over the place, especially after the last season that they had. I can see them kind of giving it up. And like what I used to always say about Monterrey was they're going to go as far as Funes Mori is going to take them. And until this day, I still believe that. And I know Jansen is okay. He's not the best. He's missed a couple sitters this season already. I think he's, uh, just because he's another ethnicity from Europe, I think he gets over, overhyped. He's not as good as Gagnac. I don't think he's going to be as good as Dovin when he gets here. Uh, but he's still a really good player, but he's just not to that level. I'm worried about Monterrey's midfield. I feel like if I was Santos, that'd be the main thing I'd be worried about because, you know, Charlie Rodriguez, he has been disappearing lately, but I mean, he could come back at any fucking time, man, and that might be the most gifted midfielder in Liga MX, so that's really scary. But when I see Layun taking free kicks still, what are we doing out here, man? I don't... <laughs> It's I like, mean, I it's against MLS defense. No, I know. Yeah, I like know. That, that, that's, why I, that, that, that's why I say that. When I, I, I see that going on, I see other shaky stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. I believe Hugo Gonzalez as a keeper, though. But um, as far as Santos, I can see Santos easily overpowering them. See, uh, I, I, I see the main that the, the main chink in the armor for Santos. I think, like I said, they got a lot of youth. And I'm a, like, I'm a big fan of Eduardo Aguirre, and I'm a big fan of Santi Munoz. I want him to succeed. He's only 18 as well. But, you know, youth doesn't win championships, and I don't know if this team has... I forgot to mention, by the way, they're missing their best player by far in Brian Lozano, who they've been missing since yeah, last he is. season. It's, been, it's like a two-year affair now with that ACL tier. So, uh, you know, if he was in on this team, I think they would have cracked the top four easily. But, you know... I, I don't I don't see them I feel winning you. the title this yeah. year. I was worried um, about that too, but that five zero come, definitely. Yeah, but. no, but but that five zero thrashing, I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. You know <laughs> I was like I mean, they don't yeah, have I mean, enough firepower and I'm just like oh, they, they might come, not need them. To come, if they keep these this team together in seasons to come, they're gonna be a problem. I just don't yeah. think today this is the year. That's the tough and, part about Santos. They're gonna let those players go or let them sell them off. Like they don't have Julio Furch anymore. You know he's playing for Atlas now. And he's a decent right. piece that they've had. You know they don't have. Obviously they sold their right back and uh, a couple other players as well that are just kind of in and out. But uh, you got the resurgence of players like uh, like Sandoval still playing for them, right, Gael? No, he's playing for Mazatlan. He's playing for Mazatlan. I could have sworn. Never yeah. mind. I know he's having a resurgence with Mazatlan, though. But, um, but yeah, I think, damn, because I was saying if they don't have Brian, I think that's, that's a decent backup for him. But, yeah, I think I think they're the most poised to upset somebody as far as with Monterrey. Because Monterrey's I, shaky, man. They're shaky. A lot of people, like, uh, again, they will, they're will. they going to go as far as soon as Mori, like takes them. I, I kind of differ with you when you're talking about the goalkeepers. 
Uh, you're not a big fan of Acevedo. I think Acevedo's better than Hugo Gonzalez. I don't like at it. At the moment. I, 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 the I moment. know. I, I, at the moment, I think it's the opposite direction. At the moment, I think he is, man. I, I mean, you know, and he's younger, too. But so I would say he's probably the future of this national team more than Hugo Gonzalez is. But talking about, I mean, let's go straight into Monterrey since they're number four. They're up next anyway. They're going to face Santos um, in the uh, in the quarterfinals. So for Monterrey, uh, yeah, you said it earlier, man. They're really uh, they're really shaky and they're really inconsistent. Holy shit! They probably have the best. Uh, what's it called? They, they they have the best roster. I, no I question. They're so fucking they deep. The it's ridiculous. Roster in the league. They should have. So how many? Uh, uh, let me see. How many losses do they have? They have five losses. Yep. That should be zero. <laughs> it should be zero. The Chivas beat them, or was that a tie that game? Or the last three they games beat the Chivas, Chivas played. Yeah. See, man, bro, come on. Chivas beat you. Come on. Come That's on. a big L right there. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie for Monterrey, but yeah, they're they're so inconsistent. If they played to their potential every game, they shouldn't lose. They have an incredible, not only that, they have an incredible coach. Javier Aguirre is not to be messed with. No, he's not. He's, you know, he's got the, the dance moves on the floor at weddings, and he also has a dance move on the <laughs> sidelines. You know what I mean? He'll take that suspension. <laughs> He'll take that he suspension. He took that with pride. Yeah. And then he has you his players dance for him afterwards. Bro, That's like, support. I mean, That's a coach. One of the, the only, actually, I was going to say one of the only, but he's actually the only Mexican coach that has ever dared to go overseas and yeah, seen exactly. success. What other Mexican coach you know that was in, that coached the Egyptian national team? Come Bro, on. for like four matches. Yeah, I don't four even know matches. What there, and <laughs> Salah probably wasn't even there. But you know what I mean. Yeah, boy was Jap- out here. Japan too, bro. He's what other what what, what, what other Japan. what other guy would coach a team into regulation and then be uh, relegated? Uh, well, that's not that's not it's not really a good thing, right? We should probably bring that up. Anyway, hey, but, I, mean, I think what is losing. He tried as <laughs> the thing with Leganes. Leganes was out of here. Yeah, anyway. I think Leganes is out of here no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, no, Monterrey, they're so inconsistent, man. And they're not going to be champions. Like, no, I, they're not. I, I At least not this season. That, yeah. yeah, I agree with you in that Santos has a little bit more chance than Monterrey does because they are, I mean, they have been so, they're either really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah, exactly. And when you, you, so, you, when teams like that, they feel like they can turn on a switch and they can't. <laughs> teams like that can't. I know some other teams that can in Liga MX. It's like that team can't, though. And, and when is Funes Mori going to score his damn goal to take the record? I he don't know, bro. Left. It feels like it's been every single game. That's all they talk about whenever you see him. It's like, know. Jesus, everybody's, yeah, yeah, everybody's Yahweh. Just, yeah. Everybody's just, bro, just, everybody got their drafted tweets ready. All the journalists, like, oh, my, just score this fucking goal already, bro. This fucking goal already. <laughs> but, no, nah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it'll be against Santos or not. But, yeah, Monterrey is so inconsistent. I don't see them winning this exactly. year. Exactly. Me neither. They go as far as Funes uh, Mori takes them, and if uh, that last time they won a championship, <laughs> their leading goal scorer was Funes Mori, and he was balling the fuck out. And I think he scored a goal or two goals in that final match they played, like to secure yeah, yeah. it. So you know, I don't see him doing that anytime soon. It's like so, we'll see what ends up happening. So you say they go out quarterfinals, huh? Yep, they go out quarterfinals. Just to be just to be different here, I'm gonna say they get past Santos, but they get eliminated in semis. Okay. Okay. So going up next to Puebla, the team of the tournament, really. I mean, who saw this coming? Not me. First year coach, uh, fucking, I don't know how old he is, like 36, 37, really young. Nicolás Larcamón doing big things with Puebla. Um, third place. I don't know if they've ever been third place in the past 
20 so years yeah like, me neither. like that's big it's been it's been a long time since we were before we were born <laughs> yeah 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 i mean they have two titles that they won in like the late 80s i know that but that like, don't count you know, no i'm joking <laughs> since those times i don't know if they've ever been like up there in the third place yeah at least uh, considered to... within a top four like realm of it. like not only season because i feel like this dates back to last season too you might have not seen it but i know it was one of the things i was kind of picking up on so like, i was like oh they're not in the relegation zone that's a thing to celebrate you know <laughs> right no they got past monterrey uh last season remember and they yeah. ended the repechaje yeah then they ended up getting bounced i'm telling you man away, monterey's but... monterey's bouncing out first round bro Puebla beat them last season <laughs> i forgot about that shit <laughs> that's what got reynoso the cruzul job come on yeah now. dude damn yeah man. but no yeah no puebla well yeah puebla's been on the rise and i think now it's kind of all coming together oh uh, but so here's my biggest problem with them all right they got a pretty good record 28 points third place but they did have seven wins and seven draws so the same amount of wins as draws only three losses but definitely not as much wins as some of the other teams that we're going to talk about and that we have talked about so they they don't lose but I don't know if they can do two legs. You know what I'm saying? I, I, if the Liguilla yeah. was if the Liguilla was one legs, I'm I'm shipping them all the way to the final. I understand but that. Over two legs, I don't know if they have the capacity it, it, to. It gets tough with them the because teams. they're not. They're one of those teams. Like I'm not gonna. I don't want. I don't want to compare them to Pachuca, but they're very similar in that same type of style. They're not gonna dazzle you. They're not gonna overwhelm you and everything like that. They're gonna play the game that they have set up. And that's going to be accustomed to the team that they're playing against. And they're going to try to be safe and be on the conservative side. They're going to take their chances, but they're only going to try to take what's being given. They're not going to try to overwhelm you or anything along those lines. You know, Ormeño is going to do what he can. And at times he's going to be fighting two or three defenders. And he's going to be looking for space. And he's going to be looking for counters or whatever they can do. And it's not a team that's going to overwhelm you, but they're going to try to grind you down as best as you can, as best as they can. They have a really um, good defense as well and a really good goalkeeper. And Anthony Silva. For me, yeah. I think he's the I love keeper Silva. of the season. I can see uh, for that me, too. he's the keeper of the season. But um, yeah, over two legs, when they get, we, we both agree they're getting past Atlas. But when they yeah. go up against a Cruz Azul, an America, even maybe a Monterrey or a Santos, a teams with more experience in the postseason, uh, over two legs, I just can't see them doing it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I thought because they're barely letting fans in the stadiums, you're not going to feel that atmosphere. Dude, tonight and last night was one of the first times where I was like, I'm starting to feel the atmosphere of Ligia. And some teams can't handle that. They're not accustomed I'm to wondering, it if we're, being honest yeah. with, if we're being honest with ourselves. I'm wondering, uh, as good as Puebla is, their fan base has never really been the best at going well, to not, the games. They're not good travelers. You know, you, you, you look yeah, up a Puebla good, game yeah, even before the pandemic. Even before the pandemic, you look at a Puebla game and it looked like there was nobody there just because there was nobody there. It's not because of the pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm curious when they open their stadium up for, I don't know how much capacity they're planning on. But when they open their stadium for the Liga, how, how many are going to show up? Are they going to, you know, are they going to fill it yeah. as much as they can? Or I can see them these? trying to fill it as much as they can within capacity of COVID restrictions if they still have that set up in their state, Mexico. But I can see more people flocking to it just because it's popular. That happens in a lot of sports where it's teams that have, like teams that don't usually don't do well, and then all of a sudden they get a lot of interest in the city, and everybody starts being like, you know, it's they're very proud of the team, and they'll go out there and they'll show support. But they're fighting for relegation; they won't be out there every Sunday. You know what I mean? 
Right, and I hope that's the case because this Puebla team definitely deserves their support. Yeah, so, they do. You know, honestly. And, and, yeah, yeah. If you live in Puebla, go to the fucking game, man. If you support, if you yeah, for real. support Puebla, watch the game. I mean, yeah. they need your support. Go. They're ha- still not winning the yeah. title, though. Yeah, have your Sorry. family all cough on each other, and then go be a man. You know, just go to the game and enjoy it. Some, be a uh, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, talked about Puebla. Okay, so now we go come to uh, the least desirable part of this podcast. Uh, number two, America, and um, you yeah. kind of echoed, you kind of echoed what I had thought already when you said earlier. Um, this is the hardest team to find a weak point yep. with. They're and, fucking uh, solid, man. They're they're. You know what their weak point used to be? They had no CDMs that'd be able to replace the likes of uh, Weedle as, as soon as he left to Europe. And, and now they got two would, of them. Now they got two of them. You remember when they had Edson and Weedle for like those like that like good like two year run almost? Yeah, it's like that's how it feels right now. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, exactly. fuck, we yeah, had like both. we had a year and a half to do something as like Chivas fans and everybody else in the league, and we didn't take advantage of it because <laughs> these fuckers yeah. might be back. Yeah, Richard Sanchez and Pedro Quino are having a fucking hell of a season for America, and uh, you know everybody talks about Cruz Azul. Everybody was talking about, oh yeah, Cruz Azul breaking records, uh, fucking historic season for them. Forty-one points they had. America had 38. I'm just saying, if if that whole Atlas fiasco didn't happen, America would also have 41. Yep, and then so there there's, you, you know, there's the reports coming out about Cruz Azul. I know we'll get on them later, but Cruz Azul players, and that was when Cajina used to be their coach in them, the, the Portuguese manager, and he said that they were afraid to play America. <laughs> just put all his previous players on blast that they were afraid to play him. They didn't want and to go out there, and they were know, scared. That, that's, that, that is kind of shady, coming from your own manager. Yeah, exactly. But everybody with eyes could see that. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Cruz Azul has and always been afraid of America. And it's been within the past decade, especially under Miguel Herrera. Like, they have not been able to beat him. And yeah. what is it called? They and just they, shake up. And now they have up. a better coach. Yeah, now they have a better coach. You know, it might be the same situation where it's like, it's almost, like, remember when Mexico got creamed by uh, fucking Chile? It was like 7-0, the worst competitive loss ever by the Mexico men's national team. And then you heard them about getting a team shrink just to try to help everybody out with overcoming, like, how debilitating that loss was. It's like, I feel like this past decade has been traumatizing for all those Cruz Azul players that remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got players that have been on the other side. You got like uh, Aguilar, you know, he was he used to feature heavily for America. So you think that there'd be anybody that knew how it was, it'd be him. And I wonder if that psyche still like is still in him or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if he's yeah, like past know, that. Or if like Jonathan Rodriguez like pays any attention to that. Because, you know, he plays great up until they play America. <laughs> and then from there, it's like he just, just falls to shit, you know? It's like they got really good, talented uh, wingers and all that, but. I couldn't see them beating America again. Uh, like I'd have to see it to believe it. They couldn't fucking beat Pumas, man. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> when America yeah. was out of the tournament, so <laughs> for America, the thing I really like about them is their coaching situation, man. Solari is he's probably guy. the coach of the season. He's, he's guy. the guy, man. He's he's changed so much in that team that people didn't they, like the players probably didn't even think they needed changing yeah exactly well, so that came in and he changed some when stuff up he changed the big, when you're an institution that big you don't think you need to change but when you have somebody that's european level 
that's coached Real Madrid and other players like that. I know things didn't go so well, and I know Rafa Benitez also coached Real Madrid, <laughs> kind of within that same uh, area. But um, I think that was just Florentino Perez in general. He's he is a Real Madrid. He he's yeah, a Real Madrid but, veteran that played there, and he knows all about not only dietary nutrition and about having a team, but how to do it on a European level because he's lived it. Yeah, like he's changed the diet. He changed the training regimen. He's changed everything, man. Before Bill Herrera would give would give the media the starting eleven like three days before the game. Yeah, he would. As a player, what kind of motivation is that? If you yep. already know you're not playing, why even try? You know yeah, you're not gonna go to practice to try to show out, and that's why and you I wouldn't see that happened. many younger players debut for America. And that's why I think what kind of happened with like Roger Martinez, he wasn't really playing his best under Piojo. Now he is because you know it's just a different mindset that Solari brings. It and makes you yeah, hungrier. He, 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 he failed at the Real Madrid senior team, but for Real Madrid level failure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I don't think he had that many losses. No, I don't think it was even general. his fault. Just in general, it's uh, I think it was just Florentino Perez didn't like him, but I think he just saw him as a means to an end before he got the guy that he wanted to get. Why won't they win the title? Because you can't trust Memo Ochoa. And you can't oh, trust God. their left back either. Jorge Sanchez is good, but who do they got starting at left back? Luis Reyes? Come on, man. Luis Fuentes. Luis Fuentes. One of the Luises. Come on, one, of, one of the Luises. It's like, but I don't, I don't like him. I don't like Memo either. I think Memo's kind of passed. After the whole Chico Tasso incident, there's a certain point where you kind of look at a goalkeeper and you just start seeing kind of diminishing returns. Obviously, he's still going to coach Mexico. And I think America put themselves in a pickle because at this point, it's like you have to start Memo Ochoa, like no matter what anybody says. It's like either that or you're just going to get bashed in the media endlessly for it. So you can't, there's really no discussion for it. You, you know, he'll, he'll have some questionable like shit or he really underestimates some balls, especially from outside the box. And uh, he's not really good in the air either. I mean, he never really has been, you know, but, games like the 2014 one against Brazil. It was a revelation for him. He's more so of a shot stopper in like the Jurado type style. But, yeah. But, I, I mean, who, who are they going to play instead? You, do you think they're going to play Jimenez instead? No, and, 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 on, and that's why. That's why it's like we <laughs> say that because we know they'd get backlash. It's like even if it was the right decision, they would never do it. And that's, that, that's where I think you start getting into a conflict when it comes to them. But obviously their CDMs are fucking solid. I can't. I mean, other than Federico Vinas not doing that well, and I think is Henry Martin still out or is he back already? He's back. I don't know how fit he's he back, is but for the, Liguilla, but the he's thing back. about him would be fitness. Vinas has been kind of meh all year. Yeah, their defense isn't like can be leaky as well. No, it's leaky times. as hell. But it's like obviously Jorge Sanchez. I like Jorge Sanchez not only for the Mex- it, it, for the Mexico especially when team, um, especially. I think the center back duo of like Valdez and Aguilera. I think that's really leaky. Like yeah. that. Those I think two it's leaky, cannot play but together. They've they've played together for so long. They know each other's mistakes. And they cover it better with two good CDMs. <laughs> like, they used to be leaky as fuck, but I think it's gotten better. I think those two, plus Memo, like, it's not it's not, it's not their best uh, players on the field, but they have enough to compensate for it in other areas. Like, Cordoba you- is going to be dribbling all over the fucking field, and they're going to have pos- they're gonna play a possession-heavy base game, especially under Solari. So I wouldn't worry about the defense too much. Maybe on counters for, like, whenever they get caught on a corner or something like that. But like Cordoba is gonna be really fucking good, man. And he's not thinking of the light league up. Is he gonna play? Is he back? Is he back yet? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I gotta look into it. But if he gets the opportunity, whether it be not this game but the next one or anything, it's like I think it's gonna be like what we saw with Vega these past few weeks, or like we saw with uh, Antuna. Like he's just gonna kind of be all over the place. I forgot about that injury too for a second when he got hurt. 
Yeah, I don't, something I don't know. similar we'll happened to Vega today, but Vega came back where Cordova didn't, obviously. Yeah, we'll see if, we, if he'll be ready for the Liguilla. I don't know if he is either. Um, I'll tell you this: um, out of they, they've only had three losses this season. Obviously, one of them was the awarded one against Atlas. Yeah. Um, the other one was against Toluca, and the other one was against Monterrey. And then they all, they lost to Monterrey again in a friendly in yep. Dallas, Texas, a couple weeks later. So you know. And, and Monterrey has been that team to kind of have their number a little bit. Yeah. As inconsistent as they are, they kind of have America's number in recent seasons. So if they manage to... Because they have like, the attacking power. So does Toluca. That's the difference, really. If they can, get, they can expose the defense, they can have a decent good bit of possession. As we can right. see, like a team like Monterrey having, it's like they'll dominate. There's no question about right. that because then they're highlighting the weakest part of the field. So if they can manage, if, if they like get a Monterrey matchup in a semifinal, could be could be trouble for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even That'd be a good final, game to watch, though. I'd be excited. Yeah, definitely. They're always good games to watch. But that's the only thing I can point out for America. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, as a Chivas fan, I hope they don't win. I know they're not going to win. But <laughs> yep. we'll obviously see I wouldn't say win. I don't know because all we know, it, it'll be Atlas versus America. And Atlas will end up winning it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> be first league I make his, trash man. First league I make is final I don't watch. <laughs> that would be the worst league I make is final. I think about it. God, that would, would be so that. much pain in one sitting. But And moving on to the top spot, the number one. Uh, Cruz Azul and it's the curse. All right, guys, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot themselves in the foot, FC. Reporting in, sir. I mean, uh, dude. I mean, what what can we say, man? This is the worst sports curse since the Cubs, and even they beat. Yeah, that. the Cubs beat it. The Cubbies did their thing. The, so. the Eagles beat theirs. The Philadelphia City curse. I mean, yeah. Cruz Azul. When are you going to beat yours? It's tough, man. At this point, it's in the player psyches. They can do it, but they can't see themselves doing it and i think that's the scariest part about what they're going through right now because i can't even imagine being in a position like that like that's so debilitating like not even going against america because america always has their number but it's like even if they're not in the way like they shoot themselves in the foot like last season when they -hmm. played pumas and they were up 4-0 and it's like there's possibly no way this could go wrong minuscule chance of (laughs) them losing five percent chance you know yeah, put, put it's, in, and it's the same players too. And it's honestly amazing that the same group with a totally new coach has managed to do well again as after we, a loss like bro, that. Bro, we say that, but it's like, and then they pull the same shit in league. Yeah, and we're just like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, new coach, and it's just like we're just they're doing the spin cycle, and it's every fucking year, and it's, I'm losing my mind because I'm just like, am I the only one that doesn't see a change happening? Like, I, I know. We don't understand the intricacies that go into daily work and everything like that when it comes to a big organization along those lines. It's like, it takes a lot to do that, but it's like, how the fuck does this keep happening? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same group. Like, they're doomed to repeat history again. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. They've what, been what great. It, They've what been would amazing. It take? What would it take, in your opinion, for them to break the curse? Like, will they need a new set of players? Will they need to trade some people? Will they need to kind of establish a new philosophy, get some new uniforms? Maybe like the Mighty Ducks? I mean, they can't. For the last that game, may like, do it. <laughs> That may do it. I mean, and you saw when they left Estadio Azul, they got better a little bit. Yeah, they did. Um, that may do it, a, a rebrand, but that's not going to happen. That doesn't that's happen not. in Mexico, and the fans wouldn't nah, allow it. You know what I'm saying? Well, who do they have? Perma? No, who do you have as their kid sponsor? It's like Umbro. Somebody, oh, Homa. Random. Homa. Home, they they used home. to have Umbro. Yeah, they got Homa. They used to have Umbro. Yeah. Damn, Umbro was nice for them. So they came out some decent jerseys. It really but... was. But yeah, no, yeah, this isn't the MLS. Games. We don't do rebrands yeah, over here, so they wouldn't. 
Fans wouldn't allow that, but that, get, that may be this what shitty purple kit. Good luck. <laughs> As that may be alternate. what needs to happen. I don't know. Maybe maybe Cemento Cruz needs to pull out. Yeah. Like Atletico exactly. Madrid is about to pull yeah. out of San Luis. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Damn. I don't know what up. needs to happen to that curse, but Jesus. I'm, like, I literally have no You know what they got to do? They got to time travel to the 70s and switch out the 70s players for these players and see if they can win a championship. I'd watch that fucking movie. I'd watch that movie. That'd Damn. be a good movie. That's a sci-fi <laughs> sports <laughs> novel waiting to be written. With a good storyline about some kid, like, being with his father. <laughs> Something heartwarming in the background. Yeah. No. I don't know, man. I don't know what it's going to take, bro. Uh, but... Uh, all I know is it's not gonna happen. No, it's I not. I don't see it. I'm, I'm, I've stopped being a believer a long time ago. I don't even know how. Cruz I thought last year was it, bro. I thought last year was it. I'm gonna be honest Everybody with you. Everybody did. Everybody <laughs> and their dog thought Cruz was finally I was like, gonna do it. They're gonna be it. in the final, and they got this, bro. They got this, and it's like, fuck me. They're like, there's no way they're gonna do this, right? And it's like, I'm watching it. I'm just there's like, uh, I'm just quoting that picture of that kid that cried when Cruz Azul played uh, Chivas. And he was in the stands crying because she was like, came back and won. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would yeah. just go with that picture. I'm just like, there's no way it's going to happen again, right? <laughs> I have no idea how Cruz Azul still has fans, man. I, nah, I mean, how do you put yourself through that? I think at this point, they're just like, they kind of enjoy it. It's kind of like torture. You know what I mean? Like, oh, tor- just, like yeah, torture like torture porn. They're just kind of like going through it. Yeah, like masochism. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, like beat me. <laughs> it's like, like beat me. <laughs> I got a joke I always say where it's like, uh, what is it called? So they'd be like, I'm going to beat you. And I'm just like, I usually have to pay for that. Like, that's that's what Cruz Azul fans usually do. They, they pay for tickets just to get beat. Just to get beat up and oh, just man. think of themselves as the underdogs. And this big, like, theory they have in their head that the whole world's probably out to get them as Cruz Azul fans. Damn, bro. That's a Cruz sad Azul fans let us know. You, you love the turmoil, yeah. don't you? You love the turmoil. Yeah, you, 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 like you, the, you like the drama. You guys like drama, you miss- bro. You miss your Toxica, don't you? You yeah, check her Instagram toxic, story every yeah, few days. Yeah, yeah, you know you who he's talking about. You put yourself through that pain. Come on. You know t- <laughs> Are you going out this Saturday? Not on my watch. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> don't look. Don't look through that don't, phone. Yeah, don't look through put that it phone. Down. Put it down, bro. You're going to be you're in the DMs at yourself. 2 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, and you're going to ha- end up hurting yourself. And, you, and, you going, and you're going to have her man responding to your Instagram DM. And he's going to be hurt. For the rest of the week, just pain. Listen, nobody wants that. She busy, bro. At two eleven a.m. Nobody wants that. Cruz Azul fans. So you don't want to be don't crying. Get your hopes up. Yeah, you don't want to be crying. God damn. You don't. You don't, you don't want to be crying on a Friday night, but like that, and then wake up Saturday morning, take an L on sneakers, and then you know it just it's, you're setting yourself up for a bad weekend. Don't oh, send the text. A little too, don't send the text. Too detail oriented. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Cruz Azul fans, come on, man. Uh, so yeah, do better. Cue up, cue up heartbreak anniversary by Giveon and get ready to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna happen again. This is cheesier than a fucking John Cusack movie from the '90s. So I don't know what to tell you guys. There needs to be like, like I think not even a Disney movie could fix what these fuckers are going through right now. Like you know, there's no yeah, Mighty Duck storyline no that would help them nah. through this. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. Gordon Bombay that's going to come in and say, we can do this, guys. I literally have no answers. Cruzazul, and the thing is, like, they've never been, like, oh, threatened with relegation. Oh, they've never been fucking terrible. These past 23 years, they've been solid. They've been they've been like, one of the all, top four. It's like every single all the season. Other, all the other sports curses comes down to the team just isn't fucking good. Exactly. The team just isn't good. Nope. But Cruzazul has always been good, and they still never win. Exactly. 
And with that, I think we've said all that needs to be said. Yeah, nothing needs to be said on that. There's all the reasons why your favorite team won't win this year's title. But as we've reached the end of the episode, let's just fucking do it. Let's just let, let's put it on the table. Let's cut it off. If you had to put money on it, who's taking this thing out of the eight? I hope Atlas does, just so he had to sleep in the trash can for two nights. <laughs> but uh, I mean, just other than the bet, other than other than the bet, I'd have to say I'm taking Santos. That's a solid pick. I'm taking Santos. I think Santos got it this season, bro. They're back. It's a solid pick. It's like since the it'd Julio Furch days, it'd be huge for them. I think Santos got it. I, I like. It's not. It's not an under horse. It's not a dark horse pick like it would be with Puebla, and it's not uh, like one of the top three. I mean, I'm not even say top three because Cruz Azul's in there. I'm gonna say top two, like like uh, America or Monterrey. It's like I want to say somebody different. I think Santos. I think Santos would be able to pull it off if they get the right matchups. Because their next matchup is very beatable. And then from there, obviously, it's going to get tougher. But I think if there's anybody that could do it with the scoring firepower that they have and the players they just got back, Borian in them, I think they could pull it off. That's a solid pick. I think I think Santos, yeah, like I said, not necessarily Dark Horse, but I think a sleeper pick yeah. that a lot of people maybe aren't thinking about. That's a solid one. Who you got? For me, um, I'd have to go. I, I know I gave them, you know, I gave reasons for all of these teams not winning it. But for me, if I had to do it, I love the dramatics. I'm a, I'm a sucker for the dramatics. I'm a sucker for the Leicester City stories. So why not? Puebla, congratulations. You've won your third hey, title. Let's go. Let, let's sash. see it, man. We're bringing let's the see sash I've back. Never seen, I've never seen a Puebla title in my lifetime. I wasn't even yeah. an idea when the last one came Fra- about. Francisco so. would be losing his mind on the timeline right now. If you could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. I know you guys have like maybe a hundred fans, but put pile them all into that stadium yeah, and let's exactly. win a goddamn championship. Exactly. Why not? But yeah, that that that's gonna do it. I think uh, Ness. Yep. Uh, we didn't do us. this I, when I was listening to the podcast uh, last week. Uh, we didn't. We actually forgot to do this, but. Well, we're, I remember now. So, Ness, tell the people where they can follow you at. You guys can follow me at Nescavelli on Twitter, N-E-S-Q-U-I-V-E-L-L-I, and at the same uh, thing, and actually on Instagram as well. Thank you, guys. I know there's stuff we 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 are working on. We're not just kind of sitting back. I've been taking a break actually, but I will get back on that horse as soon as uh, start getting some better contracts. With some of these people, some of these peeps. So definitely. How about you, Antonio? Where can they find you? You guys can find me at Antonio1998, double underscore. That's two underscores at the end on Twitter. And for all your Liga MX written content, make sure to check out fmfstateofmind.com. Also follow us on Twitter at fmfsom. For all the news, all the podcasts, all the glory. Yes. And with that, we are going to sign off. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Later.